Hi guys, welcome back to the Meandering Movies Podcast. Uh, today's Hello. topic... Thank you, Gav. You're um, welcome. Today, today's topic, we are going to talk about a uh, something we we looked into fairly recently yep. um, called Twin Films, or as Gavin's trying to coin... The Twinography. The Twinography. Um, the sound quality on this episode should theoretically be a ton better because we have our in-house troll uh, recording things for us with getting his, his phone right now and not listening special equipment i hope he's paying attention oh, oh he's there already he flipped us off no, it didn't take long there you go. it didn't take long at all one finger in the bag start marking these up um yeah so twin films and what twin films is is Pinography. Twinography. Um, when studios release movies and they release them super close to each other and inexplicably release Almost identical films. Yep. Now, I have a theory on this, and Gavin has... I just have thoughts. Gavin has thoughts. As I always, I have thoughts. So, I think, well, my theory, my theory on this is that there is some... You love a theory. Mr. Hollywood, or Miss, Mr. Universal. Or Mrs. Because, or Mrs. Because, you know... Could be either. It's but um, whoever's, whoever's up top, some kind of Illuminati film figure... Steps out into this boardroom full of full of Warner Brothers and, and Universal and Illumination and Sony Pictures and all the all the film companies and all says those bastards. All those bastards. Disney, they're sitting yeah. there in their golden throne. Yeah, taking our money, <laughs> killing our children. And he comes out and he says or they they say the the Illuminati figure and they, they put out some vague genre and the big one that I think everyone will need to know the films we're talking about without much explanation would be um, Asteroid Hits Planet. That's the, that's the vibe he throws out there. And then the film studios go out and we got Armageddon and we got Deep Impact. Yeah, we did. Which were, if I'm correct, same year? Yep. Same year released. And th- the reason this, the whole theory exists, I think, is because films films are in production for years. So it's not like you know, it's not like they could have, I don't know, seen that one of them, the other one was making it and decided yeah. to jump on ship. Or you wouldn't think that. Because then if they did do that, you know that one of them is going to be better than the other one. And as always is the case, there's always one that's better than the other. There's always one that's better and than the other. And we both know which one's better when it comes to Armageddon and Deep Impact. <laughs> you've got the film lovers and you've got Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> you've got Michael Bay. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the general theory. Uh, the general theory. And we're going to kind of step into this and discuss various bits and bobs. Um, and yeah, I think Armageddon Deep Impacts are probably the perfect place to start. It's an inter- yeah, it's a great place to start because like, it perfectly plays into what you're saying, which is you have Illuminati man wandering in. <laughs> not, he doesn't wander. He strides with confidence <laughs> and, and just drops a bomb. Just cock ahead of him. If it's a man, if it's a woman, then tits head. And just in, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to stop. Drop that analogy now. It's terrible. <laughs> Into boardroom and just like move asteroid hits movie uh, hits movie hits uh, the planet. Yep. And then you look at the two films, or even at one would be asteroid coming towards planet, and then the studios have done their own yeah and take then, on both it, of that. And they're very they're they're different in a lot of ways, but so similar. They're different enough, but it's effectively the same plot. Yeah, because like Point. Deep Impact's like a slower, kind of more thought-driven film. It's got characters, mm-hmm. it's got common sense, it's got a better cat. Well, yeah, I wouldn't really dice, dish the cast because yeah. Armageddon's, Armageddon's got, a like, star. And then you look at Armageddon, which is a Michael Bay film, and it's... It's an action movie. It's just something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, it's fine for what it is, but it is it is an action film, and it is... It's a, it's a ton of fun. It's, it's just... Yeah, yeah it's but, a whole lot of fun. And that's where it's interesting, because it's like, you know... Illuminati film dropper comes out and he gives that that little cock ahead of him 
asteroid asteroid hits a planet or asteroid heads towards planet and then the film and this is what happens a lot the films go in wildly different directions yeah. with them as well while still keeping a kind of same idea and structure exactly um and yeah and it is odd it is utterly odd so there's a few other ones like we can kind of dip into um the other big one without really needing to explain much about what these films are um bugs life bugs and life. Ants. ants wildly different movies yeah ants well, is obviously all-star cast really had no reason to be anything to do with insects because the jokes in it are a much higher level than Bugs Life. Not that Bugs Life is bad. Bugs Life is just very forgettable. Well, I like it. Uh, who's it? Oh, was, it was it Michael Shannon was the... Oh, well, maybe. Played... I remember the actor who they got to voice the evil... Um, well, it's Kevin Spacey for the grasshopper. Is it Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey. God, like, he's good in that. And I know <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that in 2018, <laughs> but God, he's like so intimidating and threat. And of course, the animation makes him even yeah. more like... But I think but it, I, I will. I, I agree with you. The rest of the cast, I couldn't, couldn't remember. Couldn't. <laughs> Which is bizarre for like a like a Disney, what a Pixar film yeah. for the time. Because literally, those films now live and breathe off of like we've got Justin Timberlake and yeah. Nicki Minaj. It's like okay. I and what's interesting though is Ants had all that. Ants yeah, had Sylvester Christopher Stallone. Walken, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. I want to yeah, say. It's I think. Like, but I think where Ants, the reason. Um, Bugs Life wins out, in most people's minds, not in mine, I prefer hands, is that uh, one of the animation at the time was yeah. better because the ants animation is... It's odd. It's like the kind of PlayStation 2 blocky, like <laughs> like pixelated. It's like, ugh, it's, it's like, weird. Oh, it's hard to look at. Whereas, I mean, Bugs Life hasn't held up, interestingly, animation-wise, mm-hmm. but it's still a nicer film to look at. Yeah. But Ants is just a more interesting film yeah but it, but then it's weird because they came out at the same time and it, it and this is a good example because it feels like pixar were like oh we're making a film about talking bugs and the world bugs life <laughs> and uh i think dreamworks who made ants were like ah oh, we're gonna Did we're you, gonna do the same thing just to jump in uh the lead voice uh for z was woody allen yeah woody allen wow it's <laughs> crazy it's madness but yeah so it's like it's like they were like oh yeah Daddy we're gonna Glover. gene hackman Dude, it's all-star cast. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, not Michelle Rodriguez. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like DreamWorks were like, oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do our own bug movie. But yeah, it, they 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 can't have decided that at the same time because they are other than the fact that they're insect films. Yeah. One is an adult movie, as far as I'm concerned, with you know the 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 cartoon aesthetic because they wanted to drag people in. And Bugs yeah. Life is Bugs Life. It's a Pixar film. It is a Pixar film, so it's completely unoffensive and it's completely it's Pixar through and through, and it's it's mental. Why would DreamWorks decide? Oh, we're going to go up against Pixar on this. Why not just do something completely different? Because now I have a theory. <laughs> we're having theories. It's a theory of is that some of the people. I mean, to get to that level in those studios, you have to be confident in yourself, and you're you have to like make decisions and put your fist down and say yeah. we're going to do this. And it's probably just a case of like. They're doing a film, why don't we do one and we'll just try and like hang on to their coattails and maybe we'll just be better, who knows. Do you think that's what it is? I think it's like... What, because yeah. I, I feel like that would make more sense if it was, if they released afterwards and it's like, oh, they did, a, they did a bug movie, let's do a bug movie, right? Then I would kind of agree with you. Sure. But the fact that they're in production at this, and especially for a computer animated film at that time yeah. in history, that's dropping big money. Yeah, a lot of money, it's time consuming as well. It's like opening a shop... It would be like opening a burger shop next to a burger shop. It would be like, oh, yeah, our burger's going to be better than their burgers. Yeah, it's like opening like a fast food restaurant next to McDonald's and thinking you're going to compete. Yeah. You're not going to compete. Yeah. You're so going to lose. It's utterly bizarre. And especially for DreamWorks at the time. Yeah. 
Because, like, you know, they were kind of fledgling, I think, at that point. They didn't have much under their belt. I mean, the production budget... This was pre-Shrek times. Oh, when they didn't have the (laughs) financial juggernaut that is Michael Myers as an ogre. (laughs) Eddie Murphy singing about waffles. And exactly, but like, you know, think you think about it, nobody came back from Ants. I can't think of another film that any of them did any voice. Here's an interesting in Ants, its uh, production budget, $105 million. Right. And uh, it made total $171 million. So, Which is, there's not much in the in movie land, is it? It's not good. I mean, <laughs> what? Nine, I guess nine to eight. It's not terrible, but yeah. it's like it's not good. So it's so it's it's bizarre. It's utterly bizarre. Yeah. Then there are other films out there. Um, which so <laughs> when researching this episode, we went and watched the trailer for this film we were about to talk about. So and it's a magical. Film. Ne- neither of us had heard about this, and I think our audio troll hadn't heard about it either. No, nah, shaking his head. Shall so, we? I mean, should we just start off by saying what the tagline on the poster is? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to decide if we do this before or after naming what the twin film is. Okay, I think yeah. no. I, you know what? I think you're right. I think you do the do the the, the tagline. The tagline for the this other <laughs> film is "Kids will squeal over Gordy," <laughs> which is bizarre. That's Especially a weird for tagline. what type of film it is. So it's like a family friendly family friend. Basically, the twin film is Babe the Pig. Everyone loves Babe. Talking Beyond pig. Babe. He's not a talking pig. He can talk to other animals and you get the inner... Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So the animals all talk to each other and then the Babe, the pig, runs off and, and wins some kind of sheep herding thing. I mean, and the second one's fucking batshit when he goes <laughs> to the city. And I'm like, there's a dog on wheels. I'm like, what so, madman came up with this? Bizarre. And Babe is a weird enough movie yeah. as it is. But, but Gordy came but out... a 90s movie. For Gordy, sure. Gordy came out, again, same year. Exact same year. Exact same... So, again... Gordy came out, and it's a different story because in Gordy, the pig can actually, as far as we know from the trailer, the pig can actually speak to children. Yes. But people don't understand animals because they don't take the time to listen, and he becomes the president of some he becomes Fortune like, 500 company. He becomes the Donald Trump of a company. <laughs> it's like, and they look, weirdly, the pig and Donald Trump look very similar. They've got the same hairline and everything. It's like... So, and again, why would you go up against Babe? Like, I guess, well, maybe at the time it's like... Because at that time when Babe was coming out, no one had any... I mean, looking back, Babe isn't exactly the cinematic juggernaut. I mean, it's not. But it's also... The company's probably thinking, they're making a talking pig movie. We'll make a talking pig movie. And either we ride off the coattails of it or we're more successful. It's bizarre. But it's it's also interesting. I've just been like, the mindset of these studios to be like... We should do this. Instead of having an original idea, let's... Because movies aren't original in the first place. It's like based off books or remakes or sequels. But... Another version of that is to just copy another studio's idea. Yeah, totally. They're doing a talking pig movie. We'll do a talking pig movie. What I find really interesting about this is these aren't these aren't the particular films of. So you know there are the films that are out there which are the B movie. These are the ones that really ride in the coattails. So there's the B movie. Pacific Rim had Atlantic Rim come out at the same time, and these aren't even like riding coattails. These are films that are made on. Zero pound budgets yeah, or zero just, dollar budgets. They just get rushed out as quickly as they can to quite literally trick your grandma into buying, like, oh, Gran, can I have Pacific Rim on DVD? They're just like DVDs in the pound land. Straight to like, DVD. Yeah, like they don't even have a like, theater run. Like, oh, Timmy liked that movie with the dinosaurs. I'll buy him that. So, so they're not these films because those films are a whole other yeah, bizarre whole other topic and topic. genre. And- but these films are films that have been brought out and they've had the cinema run and they have tried to compete directly with these big names yeah um and have inevitably failed for the most part like um, Gordy. how did Gordy feel <laughs> like was... Gordy. um 
So it's, it's weird. And then there's this extra part. There's a whole extra level on this, which is, I think, going back into my idea of, of the Illuminati man, where oh, films well. films that you don't even realize have almost, almost identical plots. Or, or not identical, but the broad strokes are there enough. So the, we've got, just as one of my list, um, the film Avatar, James Cameron's multi-million just pound... cultural... I mean, a- that's a weird... We're going to go off topic here. We are. Avatar is a weird part yes, of is. history because it it, 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 it makes made, no sense. Well, no, but it made it made such a splash, and everyone was talking about Avatar, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's the film of the century!" It made so much money, huge money. Stalin's number one. That is the most forgettable piece of cinema I think I have seen in years. I mean, I remember sitting in the cinema with the three D glasses on and being wild for the first te- I mean, like when he gets onto the yeah. planet. And like the plants are flying past me. This is amazing. Ten minutes go by and I'm like, I just have a headache now. Yeah. It's like, and I don't care about anything that's happening. And, and I think, let me double check this. Because this, this, the other weird part of this is I think Avatar still holds the record for yeah. highest grossing... Box office. Box office. Avatar record for films. Because for a while, James Cameron had spots one and two with Avatar and Titanic. Which there's, like, there's an entire Wikipedia page for a list of box office records set by the film Avatar. Um, highest grossing film, $2.78 billion. Highest grossing non-sequel, highest grossing 2009. Highest 3D gross, highest IMAX. Fastest movie to gross $1 billion. So it's, oh, which has been surpassed since by Furious 7. What? Why? <laughs> but anyway, the, the point stands that this film at the time was a cultural masterpiece. And, and, and no, it wasn't a cultural masterpiece. Sorry, it was a cultural talking beacon. point. Beacon. Beacon. And it was, it was, it was hailed as the, the turning point of cinema. And I honestly think now, if you asked any 10-year-old, like, do you know what Avatar is? They'd be like, what? The, the probably think of the anime Avatar, yeah, Last totally. or stuff like that. Totally, or any of these other ones. So what happened? I, don't, I mean, I know why it's taken so long for the other Avatar films to come out, but what I... There are other Avatar films. Two, three, four, and five are coming out 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024. No, but they're being made now. They're all finished. They're all finished. James Cameron just announced this speaker last week that post production has now finished for on the, Avatar uh, two, two to three, five. I think two to five or two to four. Bullshit. No, nope. what? Uh, all of the cast returned. Uh, even some of the members of the cast who died <laughs> in the Phillip first one. Nodding his head like, no, yeah, no, no, no. Troll, troll boy in the I corner. This one. He doesn't have a name. It's Troll Boy in the corner. Troll Boy in the corner. Our audio man, Philip. No. For anyone who who you know wants to build a oh, fan base finger. for him, uh, he flexes <laughs> off again. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this now. Like Zoe Saldana's coming back and Sam Worthington who disappeared off the planet. Maybe this went, is mad. Maybe we went to Avatar Land, I don't know. So but how has this happened? And the reason it how took I missed this? the reason it took so long by the way, we have meandered so of course, but Let's, we'll get back. The we'll reason back. it took this the second one so long to be made is the second one is called Avatar like Secrets of the Sea or something. Something Wait. really weird like that. Or not like the stories of the sea. I can't remember. But the entire film's taking place under sea, because you know James Cameron loves underwater yeah and he had to build and develop an entirely new way of filming so he could do because obviously it's that crazy 3d technology yeah, which yeah, doesn't yeah. work underwater because of the way light reflects with the cameras yeah it completely with the motion capture and everything it completely messes it up so he spent like six years just and i'm just developing this technology and not making the movies he's so like that he could film it underwater he's like all oh, the scripts and all that have been ready for ages why, would he film it? why hasn't it just gone completely animated because he's james cameron he wants to go underwater <laughs> the man literally his holiday is to go into a submarine and go to the mariana he's Trench. already done this as well in the abyss yeah but the abyss was barely filmed underwater that's a weird film that it's a, i mean it's good 
I remember, like, I've only watched, I only seen that recently because I was trying to find um, The Sphere. Yeah. You know that? Is, oh, yeah. Sam, Sam Neill and Sam Jackson. Lots of Sams in that movie. Lots of Sams. Sam, Sam, Sam. I was trying to find The Sphere and I was like, oh, yeah, The Abyss, that's the one. Because I couldn't remember. I'd seen it as a kid, The Sphere, and I wanted to rewatch it because I remember being proper scared by it. Um, because I was a kid. And it doesn't hold up. <laughs> it does not hold up at all. The scariest bit of that whole film is when Sam Jackson is read is flipping through a book and the music's like, dun, what? dun, dun. Because <laughs> he, he can't get past chapter 100, like, no, chapter 40 or something like that. That's such a weird like sci-fi 90s movie. That's just odd, like, man. Odd. Um, and then, yeah, it's one of the classic, like, oh, none of the film happened because we're all going to... You know, just blow my brains out. Type oh, those, of like, I hate that. Any film that's like, oh, you, everything you just watched didn't happen because the characters forgot it. Yeah, so that, Fuck off. that 47 meters down shark movie and it's like the last 20 minutes are all a dream. Don't watch that. Are you kidding? Yes. Yeah, she like, she gets cut so badly that she passes, because she's on the water and she passes out and then there's like, oh, she got out and her friends are safe and you're all alive and then it just, boom, she wakes up and she's still under the cage and I'm like, fuck this movie. Because that's, that's a, it's, 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 it's stealing your time. It's such a, waste of your time it's a cheap storytelling uh, ploy doctor who pulls it a lot doctor who i think has pulled it like three times yeah, in the last doctor who has been around for so long they've literally just no but i'm talking re so christopher oh, the, Eccleston onwards the... doctor who has pulled if i remember correctly three three full arcs where they've either reset it and then everyone forgets the timeline or the episode just hasn't counted because doctor who was like oh i fixed the, the space and now yeah, i mean now, the, now everybody doesn't know it happened, even me. And it's like, well, if, if, if nobody remembers it, it doesn't count. That's a yeah. pointless episode. It, like, if, if Doctor Who learned a lesson and then remembered his lesson, fine. But if nobody remembers it, including the main character, what's I mean, the point? Have you, have you ever wanted to do a TV episode on Doctor Who and just like give me like 20 minutes to <laughs> tell you why Stephen Moffat is one of the worst writers that is <laughs> currently living? Uh, I'll do it. I disagree. I'll, I'll, I'll me. come at you. <laughs> Some, I've got my keys here in front of me. I'll come at you with them. All right. So, um, wait, let's backtrack. Avatar. Yeah. Cultural milestone. No, but wait, we didn't finish our abyss chat. The abyss, yes. So, sorry. The sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Philip's keeping us right here. Um, so, the abyss, weird film. I was looking for the sphere, found the abyss. Um, and it was it's weird because it finishes on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. More it's, or less, yeah. It's basically underwater yeah. Close Encounters. Close Encounters is fucking bizarre as well. I was one of my favorite Spielbergs. I, think I see. I like Close Encounters, except I hate the last five minutes where the where the the ship comes down and those little terrible yeah. looking aliens start running around. Yeah, that is odd. <laughs> it's like it's such a good film up oh, to that like, point. It's so good, and then Spielberg just went, "I'm going to let my kids direct the last five minutes." <laughs> so what do you want to do, kids? We want the aliens to we be. We want the aliens to come down and actually be nice. Like, like, yeah. Okay. So the Abyss does it pulls the exact same stunt. Um, and, it, and the abyss feels sinister. I think that's the other reason I, the, the abyss yeah, like is weird. The atmosphere and the tone of abyss. super sinister. The whole film. And Ed Harris just terrifying yeah. through the entire film. And then the last five minutes when the alien jellyfish appear and it's like, oh, everything's happy again. And I think nice. that was used. That was James Cameron testing the technology, which would later be used for the T one thousand and Terminator two, which like that kind of oh, weird globally, okay. like metally stuff. Cool. Which looked a whole lot better in Terminator. Terminator 2, bonus fact, and then we'll go back to where we're meant to be talking about. Um, the T-2000? T-1000. T-1000 in Terminator 2? T-1000 is uh, repeatedly shown to be perfectly ambidextrous because it's a machine and doesn't have a better yeah. hand. So he's like constantly shooting in one hand and then he just like reloads and then takes his other hand up because his arm gets blown off and bonus fact, finished. Um, point before that was the 
Sorry, I've I honestly feel like I've gone. This is what the meandering movie podcast gone, is we all are about. completely off topic. So, T one thousand, the abyss, the Avatar, Avatar, Avatar two is going to be underwater. When did the abyss and sphere come out? Actually, will this all come out? Will this all come full circle? Because if it does, if it does, and the those abyss, two are kind of like oh, they're near each please, other. Please, please <laughs> let this happen. Wait, so the abyss was nineteen. You're so good at this podcast. That's true. And the sphere. Did it happen? No, it's 1998, miles off. Plus, I guess the only similarities are sci-fi movies. There's like ones underwater sci-fi films. Um, that's however, let's check Close Encounters because that would be interesting. That definitely came out long before 1977. Four yeah. years, so it definitely James Cameron definitely robbed the story. Oh yeah, like, but I mean, what a good director to rob from. And then James Cameron's gone on to be like the. If mon- you're gonna do it, yeah. If you're gonna do it, do it from Spielberg. Cool. So, continuing the backtrack, the abyss was weird. Avatar cultural milestone. Avatar's filmed underwater. And then you're going to talk about the film that Avatar is similar to. There we, we go. go. We're, we're back. back. So, and welcome back to the Android Movie Podcast. <laughs> welcome back to the topic of this week. I'm not drinking beer at all. <laughs> I'm actually sober. <laughs> I don't know how I got off topic that bad. So yeah, Avatar is like um, a film called The Battle for Terror. Which I had not heard of until... Which you'd not heard of. And, and the only, I tell people about this one a lot. Because yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I remember seeing the trailer for that pretty much the same time I remember Avatar was getting hyped up to high heavens. And this is where I, the, my theories. This is a broad stroke one. Yeah. But the battle for battle for terror is a film where humans have to go to a new planet that they're calling Terror, which is Earth. Terra Prime. Earth Terror. Um, and Terra then they Nova, invade Terror because they want to. They want something off of Terror, and if I remember correctly, they want. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. They want some kind of precious metal, like unobtainium, unobtainium from Avatar, and then they have to kind of go to war with the native species. And that came out super close, if not before Avatar, but because of Avatar's incredibly long gestation period, it's just another bizarre coincidence, yeah. or not? Like, it's there's similar, there's enough similarities there, but it feels like, yeah, someone was Illuminati, yeah, film man, woman. Or woman. So yeah, so it's it's an odd coincidence that I think yeah. I think is is fully into this topic. Um and then like and then there's just so many. There are so many of these bizarre coincidences. And and the more broad stroke ones, the other two big broad strokes that I think fit into this, or three even. Pacific Rim and Battleship. Yep. Which, which is when I first read it out to you, you were like I was nah. like, No, that's not and then when we looked at the plots of both, I was going, Actually, yeah. And, and they're the ones that are kind of more interesting to me, I think. Because Babe and Gordy, although they were seemingly produced at the same time, I, I can only, only, only assume whoever made Gordy was like, oh, they're doing a talking pig film. Fuck. Fuck, let's we're jump, better. let's do it. Because because we can't be left in the dust. If we don't do a talking pig film, then we might as well be dead on in the water. Let's get Joss Whedon to rewrite the script. <laughs> like, it's bizarre. So I can only assume that that is what's happened. Can only assume. But... Pacific Rim Battleship, the broader ones are the ones that I think are more interesting because they are the ones that you're like, there had to be someone who either picked up on what Pacific Rim was doing from Battleship or yeah. Battleship from Pacific Rim and was like, shit guys, they're doing this, let's sneakily, we don't know anything about it, we don't know anywhere near enough of the plot, but we need to keep relevant, I don't know. Well, the way I have to look at that is, uh, Guillermo del Toro was doing, like Pacific Rim was a passion project, as is pretty much every movie he does, he's like, yeah. it's a passion project, like Hellboy. 
What's that game he's doing? He's in Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Stranding. Which, oh, I'm what? all about. I am like the fucking beast of but a man. It's so weird. Like I, they've had what five trailers now, and and so far we are still clueless. And interestingly, the most recent trailer, like every trailer, people are like yes, yes, yes. Then the most recent one, E3, everyone's like, so you're an Amazon delivery boy? It's like, <laughs> see, I've not seen the latest one, so I'm a little bit behind. But yeah, like it's, it's totally just, just you getting weirder and weirder. And like more at the actress from Spectres now in it, and and then he. Ended it with a shot of a, like a actress from movies that he loved, but it's not an actress most people know. And everyone's like, "Oh, who's that?" It's just like <laughs> everyone's like, "It's, like, it's going to be like Michelle Pfeiffer." It's, yeah. it's going to be. No, it's just like, "Who the fuck is this woman?" Yeah. So, which is yeah. So anyway, so so that's that's an old and kind of we should have been doing this the whole film. But I feel like we've talked about films that are big enough. Um, but Death Stranding is going to be a game that's releasing. We think sometime next year. Oh God! By the so. looks of things, if not, it'll be twenty twenty um, for the PlayStation Xbox, but and it seems very narrative. Just PlayStation. Just PlayStation. Yep. Sorry. So, but it seems very narrative focused. Yeah. So, if anyone that As doesn't know what we're talking about, stuff. yeah. Um, anyway, so back to point. Um, Del Toro is passion project. Yeah, Pacific Rim being a passion project of his, I have to assume that other studio, whoever made, um, oh, I think it was Paramount who did, because they have the um, Battleship, Hasbro, yeah, and yeah, Paramount. Yeah, they've got because obviously got Transformers and stuff like that. I have to assume they heard of like Alien Invasion type of movie in the sea and they were like hey we've got hasbro we've got battleship why don't we use the battleship with aliens like fuck it just get out just of do it just which is out. bizarre because the game of battleship isn't aliens versus but let's ships. be honest let's be honest you're a screenwriter right now you're gary the screenwriter you're mm-hmm. sitting at your desk with your mustache mm-hmm. i can't believe this is only the first time i've mentioned your mustache gary has a <laughs> has a mustache i shaved off my beard and it's um, like oh did he i look great and just the, the ladies are swooning but he's a taken man so he's like get away ladies get away ladies go to my friend gavin instead philip's loving it okay cool boy having fun <laughs> uh, how do you make battleship yeah so you're like i come to you and like hi gary this where you we're role playing right now. Oh, hi, Gavin. Hi, uh, Mister Gavin. Thank you, <laughs> Mister Gavin. Uh, we are going to do a battleship movie, and uh, we need you to write a film about it. Go. All right. Um, two Russian ships versus American. No, no, ships. we can't do Russian stuff right now. That's been done. That's boring. Try again. <laughs> Chinese ships and no, 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 Chinese. Ships. We've, we've got like trade embargoes with them. It's really awkward. Like, pardon me, like we need to get this to the Chinese audience. All right. No, 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 try well, again. A World War One. No, 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 movie. Audiences aren't interested in World War One. <laughs> we're thinking of going up. Look up. We're... Oh, the sky, yeah. space, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking oh. at. Yeah, aliens. I feel like this is like role playing. What you're doing is you're just leading me down to the the clu- conclusion that you have decided. Because that's how, in my mind, it happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> how else you're just like. We're going to do a battleship movie. You know that game about ships firing bombs at each other. Oh yeah, except make one of them aliens. Done. Is. <laughs> Because I watched most of that movie. I couldn't finish it. I just Because, like, it's... Poor Taylor Kitsch. Guy can't catch a break. Rihanna. My favourite thing about Rihanna is that she did that movie. So I think I've really got this acting thing going. And I was like, you're just... No. I love Rihanna, but I like every film she's in. She's like, she's just the lady in the city with a thousand planets. And God love her. Like, it's, I feel she's bad. Trying. I feel bad, but like, she's no Lady Gaga in a Star Is What's born. weird about the whole battleship thing is the fact they even linked it to the game. If yes. they had called it, it like like battle on the ship or battle on the ocean or battle from the skies, anything like that, and just alluded but, to but it but they had to call it battleship so it had some sort of brand recognition because a bunch of people who used to play battleship haven't, haven't they done quite a few of these though without like because rec- uh, real steel was rock'em sock'em robots yeah 
like basically. And um, just this week, it was announced that uh, Quaker Oats, I think the cereal company, <laughs> are wanting to do their own what? cinematic universe with like uh, mm. Captain <gasps> Crunch, Captain and, I, I was, and, and like, Count Chocula, Count Chocula and, and stuff uh, like that. Crunch and Berry, yeah, and Cr- Frankenberry, because Frankenberry. They want to do a bunch of animated, and also they're going to go to Illumination, the dog shit pile uh, Illumination <laughs> Studios, and their animated crap. And they'll go to them, and Illumination Studios will put a pop song in it, and Count Chocula will start off. He's like, everyone hates me because I'm a vampire, and by the end, everyone will love him, and boom, I've just wrote Illumination's <laughs> Count Chocula movie, because that's how you do their shit movies, and Justin Timberlake will do the theme song, and Shania Twain will <laughs> be in it. You're being so down on Illumination right Fucking now. Fucking hate Illumination. <laughs> <laughs> and her audio, man, is losing his shit right now. <laughs> but, like, the, the list of films that Hasbro Studios have produced so you've got transformers yeah. yeah we knew that one gem and the holograms which my only memory of gem and the holograms was a 80s cartoon i have no idea what gem oh, but i might be thinking of josie and the pussycats actually i don't think i've ever heard of gem i didn't know you're about to say my that. little pony uh, oh, yeah, battleship my, yeah gi joe films oh those gi joe films they're bizarre like the, far, the thing i don't understand about that is they tried to create a universe with two films but Brought they in. killed off everyone at the beginning of the second film. Yeah, and then everyone's like, Tess Green's like, no, no, we want Channing Tatum. So then they just brought back Channing Tatum at some point, I think. <laughs> and like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in the first one, and he was like, I am not coming back for Bizarre. the second one. Bizarre. And then, the outlier here, Ouija, the movie. Oh, yeah. Because Hasbro have the rights to... Sorry. Okay, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Let's backtrack. We are horrendously, <laughs> horrendously off topic. But it's fun. So... Battleship and Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. They are they are similar in in form purely because they are aliens that are attacking the Earth and and it happens out at sea basically, yeah. which again, the broad stroke Illuminati person could have said like aliens at sea and then two film companies have decided Pacific Rim we're going to do robots versus the gigantic aliens and Battleship which is Hasbro being like oh yeah well we'll pick that one up as well yeah just a bunch of naval ships just shooting it um, the other ones that are. So there's, I've got a list here. So you know what? We're actually, we have talked a lot of shit today. <laughs> so I'm going to, so the, the really obvious ones that I've got written down, we've got Hercules and the Legend of Hercules, yeah. which was the, the rock version versus, I can't even remember. I remember was, the other version. I know the other guy was in Twilight and he was muscular. <laughs> and so that's the, why they got him in. And I've seen the first 15 minutes of that film and it is so grey so desaturated and so boring. Yeah. I was just like, no. And it's bizarre. And then I watched the Dwayne The Rock Johnson one again for like 15 minutes. And I was like, no. I tried watching the Dwayne The Rock Johnson one and it's bizarre. It's, Do you know, what the, you know what the big twist in Dwayne The Rock Johnson one is? If I remember, it's that he's not actually super strong. It's just, it's like, actually, it's the it's the 300 film. Actually, now that <laughs> now that I'm talking it out loud, it's the same plot to 300. He's not super strong. His story is his legacy. End film. Don't ever watch it. It's crap. Um, but Plus yeah. d- directed by a really bad man. Um, and then the, the other franchise. very obvious one was Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. Yes, and this is an interesting one because this one breaks the mould of these similar type of films, mm. which is usually one is either really good or enjoyable and the other one's bad or kind of forgettable. Both of these are just bad, forgettable films. I feel like we just... I see you broke broke the mould with this. We've just talked about Hercules and The Legend of Hercules, which came out ah, the same year, which were both shit. garbage as well. That's a great we just point. talked about it. That's a great point. <laughs> but yeah, Olympus Shouldn't have fallen, during these. White House Down, two films where um, the the president is, is being attacked. Yeah, like one of them, it's uh, North Koreans, and the other one, it's... Uh, 
guys with a grudge. I think ex-soldiers with a grudge against right the the White House and stuff like that. So yeah, so another another strangely similar movie. This weirdly well. though, the Gerard Butler one got a sequel and has gotten another like had Olympus. Well, London, London, isn't it? London, London is London. and they're going to do a third one at some point. So it's obviously doing something right. Yeah, people. Whereas are. White House Down. White House Down was funny, wasn't it? I remember people talking about the Roland Emmerich who did like Day After Tomorrow and yeah, Godzilla yeah. '97 with Matthew Broderick and stuff. And I think oh, that film is just looks so cheap yeah. and is just so generic. It's like Channing Tatum is a, a former bodyguard and his daughter oh, yeah. are visiting, and then r- bad guys show up and he needs to rescue his daughter and Ugh. the president. Blech. And then it's like, whereas um, what's the other one? Olympus has fallen. It's like. North Koreans invade the White House and they destroy a bunch of stuff and Gerard Butler jumps down elevator shafts, I'm assuming. I don't know, I never saw all <laughs> Didn't the watch film. it. I saw some, once again, I watched some of it and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't listen to Gerard Butler just mumble through an American accent. So, yeah, so bizarre. Bizarre, again, weird points. And then the other ones I've got in the kind of slightly more out outfield is here um Upgrade, which came out yes. this year. So Upgrade, we will just give you the quick synopsis of because it's probably a less people have seen it upgrade is a man who gets um an artificial intelligence implanted at the top of his spine and it becomes a symbiotic relationship with him and and makes him more uh well bloodthirsty i guess no, i'd say like more like physically adept and physically because adept. he is uh, in the beginning of the film he is uh shot in the neck and yeah disabled from the neck down so it kind of so gives him the and but it does it get, send him on a bad path of, and it's quite gory and Oh yeah, like the the action and the violence is tremendous in the film, which is a lot like Venom. Yes, which came out right now. And again, Venom is a very recent one. Um, guy gets a symbiote. Guy gets an alien symbiote, which brings out his darker side. And although it, it was a P, although it was PG thirteen, was supposed to be an R rated film. It was meant to be R rated, but it's quite I guess tame. The UK at a fifteen. Yeah, so it's quite tame. 18. But that symbiotic relationship, yeah. which makes somebody darker version of themselves, physically like powerful, and then if. Upgrade and Venom have the same thing as they fight someone that's more or less the same as them because at the end of Upgrade he fights that guy who's also got like weird yeah, yeah, yeah. upgrades to him and then Venom Venom just fights a grey version of yeah. Venom so it's and it's and it's weird Venom less weird because we knew Venom was coming out for ages yeah. but then this Upgrade film comes out and you, you again you would just think they would have been like let's postpone this a year maybe or, or bring it out as soon as we can because we want to avoid the similarity you think they'd want to get away yeah, from it but I think the interesting thing with Upgrade is one it's Bloomhouse mm-hmm. who are went from like a production company that if I saw their title card I avoided to now I see Bloomhouse and I'm just like yes I knew Bloomhouse because yeah. they're doing some really interesting stuff and Upgrade was good Upgrade was good I really enjoyed Upgrade and it was the director of Saw and I was just like oh yeah like where have you... Well, I guess he was in the Saw movies, but I was like, where have you been? <laughs> and then you look over at Venom and it's just like, oh, that's not it's a good movie. Sony trying their best. And they made so much money on that film. I mean, it's... Uh, we talked about it. I think we've talked about this before. I enjoyed it. I can appreciate it. It's not a great film, but it's like... It's a fun... It feels like a... It's the same kind of enjoyment I got watching bad superhero films when I was a teen. Like, like not even a teen, a kid. So when the first Spider-Man came out, and I was like so enamored with it because it was Spider-Man, I was like, yeah. Sorry, you know, you're just going to come at Spider-Man again, are you? We'll save that. Um, you stop coming at Spider-Man. Second outlier. And I think the final one tonight before we probably run out of time. Hashtag leave Sam Raimi alone. <laughs> is um, This is the end and the world's end. Yes. Which, so, this, and then, you know, both, as far as I'm concerned, big broad stroke, uh, end of you know apocalyptic comedy films. End of the world comedy films. End of the world comedy, 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 comedy. comedy. Um, 
And one is Seth Rogen, Danny McBride, and James Franco, and that troop yeah. taking their spin on on a biblical apocalypse. And ends with what? What was the boy band? Philip, you, you uh, NSYNC. NSYNC. Do you know? Take that. No, no it's you, not take that. Never, it's never seen. Why are we asking you? You don't watch films. That's what you heard the audio. But no, it's not just what was Justin Timberlake's band? NSYNC. NSYNC. Maybe it's. Maybe NSYNC. it was them. I can't remember. He's seventeen. Backstreet Boys. Oh, Backstreet that Boys? rings a bell. I think it was Backstreet Boys. This is why you're in the corner over there, you be troll. <laughs> right. Backstreet Boys at the end. And it was all very fun and it's a good you. laugh and it's good. I enjoyed it. Very Seth Rogen. Yeah. And then The World's End was the final film in the Cornetto trilogy yes. of uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Edgar Wright. And you, when I mentioned them, you, again, you were like, nah, I don't see that. Yeah, I argued. It was Backstreet Boys. Anyway, got, thank you, troll in the thank corner. You. Thank you, troll. Um, but yeah, you argued that that's not right. And then, yeah, and then... The more, oh, I guess, I guess with The World's End, and I hate how similar their names are because I'm going to get so confused. <laughs> the World's End, it's not a world-ending apocalypse movie until like the last maybe yeah. five minutes. And then it just goes, boom, we're an yeah. end of the world apocalypse movie, even though the film is called. Whereas this World's is End. the end. It starts at the beginning. It literally starts with the apocalypse and goes from But there. that fits into my broad, my yeah. broad strokes of, yeah. of Illuminati film person has gone, right, end of the world, comedy, there's your there's your genre and your your one line synopsis. Do what you want with it, and you know what? That's probably the best way that if we went through this, I could probably give you a genre and a and a one line premise for each of these films, which you could then extrapolate the movies from. Because it means there's even a great one we didn't even mention: Volcano and Dante's Peak. Volcano and Dante's Peak, exactly. Volcano explodes, and people just have to run from it. Yep. And I think it's Volcano is like one of my favourite volcanic, which is a weird thing to say, but one of my favourite <laughs> volcanic scenes, which is a man jumping off of a subway train into the molten lava and then just slowly goes, no, and melts oh, into yeah. it. It's, it's like... It's really realistic volcano physics in really, both It's just him films. screaming and a bunch of people standing, look at him as he And is it, Volcano is the one where the volcano um, appears in the middle of New York yes, overnight. Tommy Lee Jones. And somewhere. they redirect it with like concrete, like they make a river yeah. of... Uh, whereas Dante's Peak's got Peter's brother. And... Uh, <laughs> He used to be quite dashing up. I did say so myself. <laughs> so yeah, so you you are right. Like and it's yeah. and it's again, it's like right. So your genre is what thriller, and or, your yeah. one word premise is volcano. Yeah. Literally one word in that one, and they both. And again, year year release on them was I believe so. Yeah, those both got to be the same year. I mean, I mean, oh, we didn't even say it like the Prestige and the Illusionist. <gasps> I tell you what, we we've, we've got another. Let's go for two minutes. You're right. Prestige and Illusionist is probably the another big one. Christopher Nolan's two and a half hour long epic, yeah. brilliant film. One of his best. Versus, I can't even remember the director, but Edward Norton's crappy stage magic. Jessica Biel and Paul Giamatti. And one of the, and again, you're hundred percent right. One of them is completely forgettable. Yeah. The Illusionist. I like. I, I can't could, tell you I, right now. I literally can't tell. You. I can. I'm looking at this poster, and Ed Norton looks like I, I don't want to describe it because it'll be insulting but he looks like an idiot on the, yeah. on the poster the only thing I remember in that film is there was an orange tree that grows an orange at one point that's it and, and it's then, bizarre and then you look at Prestige and it's just like this crush, it's literally like Christopher Nolan mindfuck as always yes tremendous performances and it's just one of his best and, just and like, it, it, it ties perfectly into the whole thing of like why why would you and especially if it was a Christopher Nolan film why yeah. would you be like oh you know what we should do the same rough story as that one being directed by Christopher Nolan think, from that bigger studio as well. well. Maybe it's, it's maybe it's that time because Christopher Nolan had at that point he'd done a Follower, Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, yeah, and then he went into Prestige. So at that point he wasn't the 
I am Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. It's still... It wasn't until Dark Knight that people were like, or maybe I guess it wasn't until The Prestige. Machinist? Was yeah. that Christian Bale? Yeah, that was Christian Bale. Sure, it's not Nolan? It wasn't Nolan, no. Oh, okay. Well, I, shut I up. Can, I can list off like all of his films. And, like, what, Sorry. Yeah. Apologies, yeah, I think it's either Prestige or Dark Knight. That's when Nolan became Nolan. So before Start that, smashing it. when they're making the illusionist, they're like, this Nolan guy who's only done like a Batman film and a film with um, yeah. Robin Williams. Like, he's nuts. We can make a, ma- a film about magic. Yeah. And they and came out with tried it. the fucking illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking illusionist. And unfortunately, I think that is pretty much going to be time. We 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 kept to our namesake this week. We meandered. We didn't really get to a point. We really didn't. Um, I think the point is, think about it yourselves. And once these are live, um, maybe send us in your your twin films. Um, twinographies. Your twinographies. Let us know what you... Are two you a films- twin who watches twinographies? <laughs> If you are, you can get in touch. But if you have two films that you remember from your childhood or from today that you think are uncannily similar, let us know. And um, Because, yeah, we want to know. We want more of these. They're we very wanna, interesting. We want to talk to you and communicate and share. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you.